This is a Rooster Teeth production. Uh, hello and welcome to the Death Battle cast, the cast where Liam always makes very strange faces as soon as we turn on the cameras. I really always. don't know no. what he's doing. This is this is very either. problematic. Let's just cut away from Liam for now. Uh, uh, delete <laughs> me. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the show. Uh, today we have uh, a very special guest joining Liam, myself, uh, and Chad. Uh, we have Evan Pushak, who you may know as Nerd Rider. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having Hello me. Hello there. This is a yeah, pleasure. of course. We're always down you to talk have... about nerdy stuff with other people who like to talk about nerdy stuff. Yes. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> you have run a YouTube channel for a number of years now, um, among other things, but you have something special happening right now. Um, so for, for people who are tuning in who don't know who you are um, or what's going on with you, uh, give them the lowdown. What's going on? So I am, uh, I am a YouTuber and I've been making my show, The Nerd Writer, for 11 years now. Uh, it's, a, it's a video essay show on art and culture and really whatever I'm interested in, seven to 10 minute video deep dives on some subject. Uh, but as of last week, one week ago, my first book of essays which I ha happen to have right here, uh, escape into yeah. meaning. How convenient! Congratulations. <laughs> uh, is is been published. It's out. It's um, essays, like it says here, on Superman, public benches, on other obsessions. It's essentially um, a lot like the show. Um, deep dives into the things I'm interested in. Uh, some are really nerdy things that I'm obsessed with, like Superman or Lord of the Rings or cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Um, and then and there are things that are not me, but still obsessed with like politics and Ralph Waldo Emerson and public benches. But, you know, to me, it's all, that, that's kind of all the same. <laughs> the, the, the laser yeah. beam, the heat vision of my obsession, once it like locks on something, I, I just can't sort of let it go. And I was so privileged to get a chance to just explore these things in the book. Um, I mean, that, that, that's the advantage of, of. I think all of our jobs, you know, we, we just get to sort of really dive into the things uh, that we love. And uh, it's a job, which a, is a uh, couple <laughs> of my my favorite videos of yours that I remember um, were the uh, uh, how how politicians use language like you, you, you did an analysis of, of a, a, a speech, a sort of speech improvised monologue that, that Bernie gave and one that Trump gave and in two separate videos and kind of analyzed like what the cadence uh, they used, the grammar that they used, and what all of that conveyed. And I, that was uh, genuinely super fascinating. Um, I also like a lot you. of the, the, I think you did one on Goya uh, a while back that I oh, that's really one enjoying. Of my, that's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Saturn devouring his son. If you've ever seen that painting, it's like the most, I call it the most disturbing painting. He's, he's like biting the yeah. head off his son. It is intense <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and uh, anybody yeah, watch it's made sorry, more intense just anybody watching fact. live or watching the vod you should open up another tab right now yeah and then search nerd writer 
and then go yeah. subscribe to his YouTube channel. And then also, I'm sure there'll be a link somewhere to buy the book. <laughs> yes. Or, uh, you know, it's on Amazon, I, right? I, I think I, I, think I talked is. over the name. The name is Escape Into Meaning. Um, yeah, it is for purchase right now. Uh, there it is. <laughs> you don't need uh, it. But we're, <laughs> <an image. laughs> we're very excited to have you on, Evan, to talk about um, Superman of all characters. Now, uh, Death Battle. Never a hot a topic a... on this channel. No. <laughs> yeah, we have a little bit of a history with Superman here. Uh, I don't know if you know, you know, uh, t- typically when we bring him up, everybody's just totally calm and, you know, excited to chat about <laughs> everyone's uh, favorite original superhero. Air, um, the air no pressure, controversy whatsoever. The air pressure around the earth changes by the amount of buttholes clinching. In, in this channel <laughs> we bring up Superman, Superman versus. Yeah. So everybody, you can be happy to know that we are not doing a Superman versus someone community death battle today. Yeah. So you can unclench those buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> um, instead, what we are going to be doing is we're going to be talking about uh, a bunch of Superman variants stories ideas behind the character because superman's been around for so freaking long all of us have i think favorite superman stories or maybe even favorite iterations of superman um but uh ultimately what we're kind of leading to here is each of us uh between liam chad and myself have have sort of um we, we have some information on some random superman stories some of which are fun and lighthearted, and others are get really existential uh, <laughs> uh and we're gonna kind of talk about them a little bit go over what makes that superman interesting to us um and then at the end of the show uh we are gonna do a poll based on you guys to decide which superman is i'm still not entirely sure which direction we're gonna go here either the best of the superman or the weirdest one i think we're gonna figure that out as we go through some of these stories yeah. Or perhaps um, both at the same time. It's, yeah, it's maybe journeys. it'll be both. It's a journey. Uh, it's like a desk of death battle, death battle cast, where we're just going to talk yeah. about some strange iterations of Superman. Yeah. Get all of our opinions on these 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 versions of Superman. Like, um, let's start with well, let's let's start let's start a little easy. At least okay. I think this one's a little easy compared to some of the other ones. Uh, Liam, you looked into Red Sun Superman, right? I was glad because that's the one that I wanted to talk about first. Um, <laughs> yes. Who is that one? Who is that Superman? Let's bring up, Brian, let's bring up Image 9, just to give people an idea of what we're talking about, what we mean when we say Red Sun. This is, a, this is one, of the, one of those puns you got. You guys got a Red Sun like the sun, but also Red Sun, the sun, the child, referencing Soviet Russia. the red <laughs> Soviet Russia. That sends sounded like i was having an aneurysm uh, as i was speaking <laughs> but i promise I, it made sense to some degree um so red sun superman is a it is like an elseworlds elseworld story it's it's one of the best comics i think dc has produced i think it's amazing um and it is essentially a story of what if superman landed on earth 12 hours uh either before or after he does in the original timeline and of course why does that matter well if you if you arrive earlier or later the uh the planet has has rotated um and you are 12 hours essentially away from kansas which <laughs> as, according to the comic is the middle of ukraine in 1938 uh which means that he is ra- raised by ukrainian Timely. farmers and uh instead of being associated with americana in the united states he is associated with soviet russia he is uh he is a, a citizen of soviet russia and becomes um uh a superhero under the under the the hammer and sickle 
and this is the story, Soviet Union era, not Soviet yeah. Union. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honor, we see yeah. we see a lot of Soviet era uh, people characters. Um, actually, I, I, I think he think lands in fifty three. I he lands well. I think it depends on the the adaptation. Um, uh, What's so the funny comic about I have says nineteen thirty eight. What's so funny about this one is there's been a couple of these stories because there's one that like where Superman landed in the UK, right? And there's like a couple, there's like a couple of these, but this one was so like, especially from like the way back like anti-war propaganda Superman, like this one was really turning it on its head. Yeah, dude, there, and, and every there are so many places Superman has landed in the <laughs> yeah. hundred years he's existed. Like they've 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 gone to that well a number there's, of times. There's Nazi Germany versions. Superman who I think yeah. is called Overman. Um, Overman, this one, yeah. I, the point of this is not like it's not. This is a great great comic. It came out in like the early two thousands, I believe. Um, and it's like the point of it is not what if Superman was a Soviet. Like that's not it's like it's a lot lot more than that um but i think to simplify it it's to me it is like uh how like central this kind of character of superman is to the person um and how like ultimately in his heart he's the same kind of per he's he, he is still superman no matter what but it's just how the world around him can affect how what being superman means to depending on like you know the country that he lives in its social and economic status how that changes history but the core of him the, the the thing that makes him him is still him he's still um he's still superman and and the world changes a lot it, it changes the people that you know like lex luthor is still lex luthor in this he's also super different because he no longer has he's american in this he's not it's not a russian lex luthor it's an american lex luthor who now has to deal with a rival that is not directly american is soviet how does that change their relationship um and although that there is this kind of one-upsmanship antagonism lex develops in a completely different way because they aren't sharing the same like uh, uh rivalry uh, uh, ri playground basically mm -hmm. um and it gets the last issue is amazing it gets into this like completely absurd territory it's it's oh, great yeah. it's a great comic and this oh, superman yeah. is awesome uh he, he becomes he becomes like a dictator but a dictator for the goal of like making sure everybody is is doing okay but because of that he also like because of the brutality of the regime that he grew up in um he uh sets up this very like this kind of utterly controlling state communism um, for all yeah exactly. backed by superman um, yeah. <laughs> yeah um but because of that, the United States is no longer a world superpower. It's like it's this much weaker force because it doesn't have Superman backing it up. It's great. Well, of, of all the, the of all the Superman stories where he lands somewhere random and it's a different, you know, a different kind of variant. This yeah. one, Red Sun, is definitely the best by far. Oh, because yeah. Because yeah. all those other ones are goofy. And this one actually takes the political implications seriously. Yeah, ask the question of nature versus nurture. Like, if he's not raised by the Kents and he's raised by Ukrainian farmers in a different socio-political exactly space, what actually happens to him? And it follows through those conclusions in as methodical a way as you can. And generally, just I think it's Mark Miller who wrote it. Just generally, yes. an awesome comic. Yeah, and uh, and Batman's there, and Wonder Woman, and the ending is a complete mind fuck and is great. I love it. <laughs>
that, don't don't spoil it if people are interested in it. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. I, I, I like want to spoil it so bad because it's <laughs> yeah, <me> so <laughs> crazy. It's like, well, fuck, it makes sense. <laughs> Evan, I'm going to throw a question to you that might be a little might be a little uh, 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 tough just off the cuff. But if, if, if you had to write an essay in your book about Red Sun Superman, um, like, what do you think would be some of the topics that that might be worth like talking about or covering? Because clearly, you're familiar with with the character, which is great. Um, and he's definitely a fascinating uh, sort of take on Superman. I think definitely the idea that like they took this version seriously, whereas several, including one I'm about to talk about, are not quite so serious. <laughs> uh, all all the too. other ones we're going to talk about are not <laughs> so serious. Yes. This is maybe the most um, serious one right off the top. <laughs> I have I have one that tried to do something serious but did it horribly. Anyway, just just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically, I mean, in the book, I, I have an essay on Superman, and in it, what I try to describe is what I see as the best part of the character, and it's called Superman is Clark Kent, and the argument is essentially that Clark Kent is the core of the Superman character and stories that don't pay any attention to him or devote any time to that side of the dichotomy tend to be flat and forgettable. Um, and they're, you know, it's essentially a refutation of the famous speech at the end of Kill Bill Volume 2, where <laughs> Bill says, that Clark Kent is Superman's critique on the human race. Like he's a, you know, he's a bumbling idiot guy. And that's how this alien super God sees us. And he is essentially making a, a comment on what he thinks humanity is like. I'm arguing that the opposite is actually true. The best Superman stories are the ones that dig into the Clark side of the character because the the big criticism of Superman, and it's something all these wacky variants we're going to talk about tries to address in, a, in probably not the best way, is that he's too perfect. You know, he's too powerful. He, he doesn't have enough weaknesses. In fact, the weakness that he does have is this like externalized vulnerability, which is not interesting at all, kryptonite. Yeah. And what makes the character interesting despite that is that there are all these levels of experience that are not influenced by physical power. And so a great Superman story should turn not on him punching somebody harder, even though that we want to see that that should be in here, but psychological issues, emotional issues, and political issues, which is what makes Red Sun so great. You know, it, he, he is faced in Red Sun yeah, because he decides to become like the leader of the Soviet Union after being reluctant, reluctant to do that is organizing a, so a society and it, politically, you know, being the strongest person in the in the universe is is, is only going to help with that so much. You know, it, 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 you can you can set up a society in which you're you're ruling with an iron fist which he does it's hard to punch your opinions gonna, yeah you're gonna deal with all kinds of dissent yeah. and the, the, the political questions in our universe in our world are 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 cannot be solved with physical light alone and i've yeah. just been i've just generally been disappointed throughout like the decades that we haven't seen a lot of superman stories that have focused on the things that physical might can't do uh, Red Sun mm. is one of those stories, which is is why it's one of my favorite one shots of Superman. 
I also think that like it's sort of a condemnation of like our I don't want to get too broad, but I've I've thought about this, like kind of a condemnation of like our society and culture, or at least how we perceive those things that like a character that is good cannot be interesting. That you need to like stack something onto like, well, Superman is a good guy. He's an inherently good person. We have to stack something onto that in order to make it interesting rather than that than that on its own being interesting that we have. You know, there's so much there's so many cynical takes of Superman and it's kind of understandable. It's easy to be cynical these days. Um, and and certainly not that like you can't have an interesting cynical take on Superman. There's plenty, um, but uh, uh, I, I just miss like a kind of a Christopher Reeves esque Superman. What what does a what does a person that is like an absolute good uh, mean in our world today? Well, Chris um, Christopher sure. Reeves is is the perfect example because yeah. the the beauty of Superman seventy eight is Christopher Reeves portrayal of Clark. Absolutely. Yeah, like he he the does kind of Clark. bumbling, nervous guy that's yeah. like, I'm trying to fit in, but I don't quite know. Yeah. And it's it doesn't so seem like he's playing a character as Clark. Like he, right. he's he's navigating a, a complicated world of social interaction that he doesn't really quite get. And yeah. the tagline for 78 was, you'll believe a man can fly. What Christopher Reeve mm. did was make you believe that this larger than life icon was a man. And that is yeah. the that is why that movie is so successful despite the wacky turns that come in the in the in the <laughs> the sequels to it um but yeah i love i love christopher reeve as that, clark and superman that, that's awesome so i really like that take on the movie uh the inversion of or not the inversion of but the focusing not on the fly but the man part of that yeah, tagline yeah. um that's, really cool. that's a bit that's really cool it makes a lot of sense i know you were about to go next but i have like a perfect stair step one to then lead into your <laughs> sure life. sure we'll start with you and then go to me okay great because like so because you're talking about red sun and like what a good job it did like you know tackling these issues and going through all this stuff and then we have a superman comic that i had never read but i've known of its existence and the panels are always really funny whenever i saw them so i read it today it's bad it's really bad <laughs> um but that's at earth's end um, oh yes you, yes yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm not familiar with this. Which one. I have Tell not read. It. It. I've seen images, classic images. Did you see any? I, I was slacking Liam today about like the yeah. stuff that I was you, coming you across in this message, comic. You sent me a message saying, "Holy hell, this comic is bad." <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's a hundred years in the future, um, and like society has crumbled post-apocalyptic scenario so uh, superman has been weakened and he's hanging out in sky city uh with this like cyber android man named ben something uh and he's like Me? superman's trying to just like ben chill Parker. up in the sun for a while to regain some of his powers but he, he can't quite get there he's only at half power right and uh essentially the like cybernetic super beings are like we have to nuke gotham city <laughs> and superman's like what <laughs> <laughs> they're just like Come on, we got to just like clean slate this thing and then let Come humanity on. like rise up Superman, again, right? Which is which is never resolved in the story, by the way. That it's not. No, well, never well, resolved. I, I I think they implied it with the last panel. I'll talk about that because this one I'll spoil for you guys when we get there because you're not. Don't worry, you don't have to read this. <laughs> don't um, read this. <laughs> but basically, away. Superman gets really pissed off at this dude because he's like, no, like they're friends, and from like within like three panels, they go from being friends to Superman like ripping out some of his like guts uh whoa and what? then yeah because he basically is just like no like we're programmed to like restart humanity like we need to like clean slate gotham uh and then humanity will rise up or whatever and superman's like no that like that's a good place to be or whatever there's people you can't just kill them so he flies down to gotham city 
to see if he could like save or see what's going on with this like post-apocalyptic wasteland. And but the whole thing too is like it's all about technology and specifically weapons. Weapons rule. They're they're trying to tell this story oh, about how it's so weird about basically it's like weird. weapons and guns specifically are like the supreme power. Superman, you're obsolete because we have so much technology and guns, right? Isn't the point that bullets bounce off of him? <laughs> Isn't that the whole well, point? Well, again, Superman so that's the thing. They, gave it, they made him a weakened Superman. But it, there's uh, a panel okay. where they say specifically, he's like, I'm only at half strength. And let's be real here. Superman love, at half yeah. strength would <laughs> still just like decimate yeah. everyone. I love, I love half strength because it actually really doesn't matter if you're as strong as Superman. Like there's yeah. like half strength okay, divided by... <laughs> I can I can punch like a planet apart. I can punch <laughs> half a planet apart. Like fuck off. <laughs> right. But also, there so, is no full strength. Like we, the, the variation yeah, yeah, exactly. in full strength yeah. Superman is huge. <laughs> exactly. And so what happens is he goes down. He meets these biker kids. Like because everybody's supposed to be, be mutated. But apparently there was like the people that hid in the bunker when the apocalypse was happening. They had kids. The kids escaped, but the adults didn't. And the kids formed these biker gangs. And they like know about Batman and shit, even though it's a oh, hundred years later and they're children. Um, and so the whole story about like Superman having to be like, oh, I'm ha half my power. I can't, I'm not up to the task. So he'll like fight things and he'll get messed up. And so then when he realizes what he has to do is use guns. So Brian, if you could pull up. Uh... Not just any gun. Not just oh, any no, gun. I'll get to that one yet. Hold on. <laughs> Ursen, Ursen gun one. Go Ursen gun one. So this is when he compromises. A kid tosses him a gun because this giant thing was like basically like killing the kid's parents or like like mutating them, and then they wanted to like nice. capture Superman and take his cells. And so he goes, "Thanks, guy!" And the kid, the kid throws him a gun, and then Superman just caps this robot. Right? <laughs> um, is this an attempt amazing. to like make cable like character? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Like. Yeah. So like. He, so he's yeah he's got the old the, the old white hair but he so he he uses this gun at first but then he like kind of tosses like I needed to use it in the moment I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use this crazy gun which I'll show you in a second uh, and he's just like no 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 so here's the other thing too like I thought this was gonna be a story about like how these like beings were programmed to like restart humanity how they're gonna like come to grips with oh like there are parts of humanity that are like worth saving like these children and like actually tell a compelling story nope. They throw a completely different subplot in and the kids are like, the DNA dictators are like messing with our parents. And you're like, what? What the hell are the DNA dicta dictators? Um, Brian, will you put up Earths and Hitlers? Who are those DNA dictators, Chad? They happen to be not one, <laughs> but two Hitlers. <laughs> Wait, Twins. What? Twi twin Hitlers. Twin Hitlers. Twi <laughs> they... They were cloned. I was cloned. not expecting that. They were cloned. And that. this comes out of nowhere by the way like it's like the panel before this is like some of the mutants had nazi gear and you're like well of course they're gonna do the nazi thing and then suddenly there's like two hitlers and it's they were both cloned from like the hair of adolf yeah. but also everyone who's cloned in this storytelling has memories and like at one of point the, superman was attacked to? by these bat people because and he was like why do their faces look like bruce wayne and it's because well, the no double shit. Double Hitlers <laughs> had dug up Bruce's body. Well, they got his coffin and they spliced Bruce's DNA with an actual bat to create bat creatures that just yeah. like fly around and plague like man humanity. Bats. 
Yeah, we already have that. It's man bad, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. also, kind of sound like you could have taken any human. They showed they have like all these parents that they've been doing testing on. You you didn't have to get Bruce Wayne's DNA. He's not actually a bat. Dude, the um, parents, the parents part is dark. Oh, it's really dark. Yeah, they, they like immediately try and kill the kids for like leaving them, but then like yep. Superman and Superman immediately dismisses it as like they're not your parents anymore, kid. They're just a husk. Um, so he first wow, tries okay. to go and confront them without using this huge effing gun that Bruce Wayne and it's so it's like this is how bad this comic is written. There's a plaque uh, for this gun. And it's called, oh God, hold on. Let me look at it. Uh, DNA Polyace is asking, but how many Hitlers were in Red Sun? Is this how we're going to rank the, the Super? We're, we're not ranking how comics many, by many, amount of Hitlers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think we. <laughs> no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going there. Don't, don't, don't yeah. drop that bait in front of me to make Hitler yeah, jokes. No. Um, so. He, there's this huge gun that like it was in the Batcave. By the way, the reason they found where the parents are being experimented on, it's like in the tunnels that are down through the Batcave after you walk it's, for like it's, hours. It's, it's 30 miles <laughs> into the Batcave, they yeah. say. Uh, and there's a plaque. This, this thing is called like the Eliminator or the, what is it called? I'm blanking on it, but it's the craziest yeah. gun you've ever seen. And I'll pull up, I'll, I'll pull up a bit, I'll show you in a second. But it literally says, the plaque says the, the name of the gun. And it's like, it's the expunger. The expunger. Bruce Wayne <laughs> confiscated this gun on a secret mission, his final mission right before his death. And I'm like, you've already made so many jumps in this comic. You didn't have to explain why Bruce Wayne has a humongous gun in the Batcave, but thanks. Like, yeah, there's a million so things much. in the Batcave. There's a giant they're, penny. There's they're a all, dinosaur. Yeah, they're there's all trophies. Yeah. So now Superman has <laughs> lost most of his power from like confronting. Wait, wait. Conf the second part of that quote, I have it here, yeah. is, is, uh, um, what is it? Uh, these were Bruce Wayne's last words, which is on the plaque. One day the world will be oh, yeah. free of guns or the world <laughs> will be no more. <laughs> so that's, that's the message they're trying to bring to, to this. Comic. Yeah. So this is, but this they is, just had, okay. But so they just had Superman use a gun. And so now he's like, no, children, I will not take the humongous gun that only I could wield, and I'll go fight double Hitlers. And then he can't do it because <laughs> he, he lost too much of his powers. So then he just, they let him leave? And, and so then they go back, and he gets, oh, they kill some of the kids too. It was pretty dark. He's like, he tells the other children, he's like, gather the bodies and we'll go back to the Batcave, which he says in front of double Hitler. Um, and so then they go back, and he grabs the gun. Uh, will you bring up uh, Earth and Gun 3, Brian? <laughs> so, yeah. this is the gun. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. And that's just curse you to guns. hell! As he just unloads. He mows down like a whole bunch of the like little minions in a previous panel. He just blows double Hitlers apart. Um, and then also, they, they had a cloned Bruce Wayne where they put like a copy of his memories inside a mutant i it was weird and it, it literally lasted like two panels before superman ripped his stomach out again uh this is, yeah. where, this is where tarantino got the idea for inglorious bastards that exactly so my god so he uses this whole like crazy gun but while it's happening he's like just taking fire and he's like I didn't stay out in the sun enough. It would have taken another year. And now I can feel all of the bullets penetrating my vital organs. But then he proceeds to like kill everybody, like kill all the bad guys. Then he just like throws Bruce's coffin, which again, if you wanted to pull that up, it's in that panel. It's like shaped like a bat. It's 
yeah, it's like a sarcophagus. <laughs> yes, course, exactly. It's like a sarcophagus. Like See, look at it. Uh, <laughs> that's in the bottom left there. And so he throws it on his back, and then they just like they go out and leave. And then now I'm like, okay, okay, here's what's gonna happen. People from upon high, they're going to come down and they're going to see that the kids are not mutants and there's still like humanity restarting here and they're going to learn a lesson and then, then, then we're going to get the message out and we're going to kind of resolve this in an okay way. He comes down and then Superman's building a pyre for Batman and then Superman just tells them all, hey, I've, I'm going to die. Like there's so many bullets in me, I, I'm dying. So I'm going to go into the pyre with Bruce Wayne. Burn with my lover, just like Which Alexander. Which, he just walks into the Leads fire. to one of the most horrific like comic Wayne. panels. If you want to pull up Earth Send Fire, Wait, Brian. I thought you said he was going to solve the... What was oh, hold it? On. The weapon crisis in oh, Gotham well, or whatever that, it was? There's one line that's going to happen in a second. Okay. So, but here, so Brian, can you pull up the... Yeah. So he walks oh, into God. the fire. <laughs> yeah. That's the end. That's the end of Superman right there. Yeah. He just what straight walks why? in there. <laughs> And burns to death very casually. Like, he's just standing there still holding Bruce's if corpse. If it wasn't for guns, Superman yeah. would still be alive. And, and, there, and this is it. So how it is resolved... I hate these stupid guns. This child... Yeah, I hate these stupid guns. If it I wasn't hate... for guns, Superman would still be alive. And the kid throws the gun into the fire. And that's how they resolve it. That's how we learned the lesson. It was that Superman's death inspires the world to get rid of guns. By, but but, the but he used guns to solve all of his problems. Yeah. But, did, but, but do, they do they nuke? Effective. Do they nuke? Do they nuke? Do they ever? Do they ever decide not to nuke it? No, so the the Ben dude, the like robot guys, and they come down and they're like, "That's the he, that's who Superman was talking to." He's like, "I'm dying," and they were basically like, "Superman, I can just give you cybernetics and heal you. You'll be fine." And he's just like, "No." It's my time or whatever. And then sacrifices himself in the fire. And then he was like, I trust you to raise these children. And so it's basically implied that they're no longer going to nuke Gotham. And instead, this like cybernetic guy who was very cool with nuking all of Gotham is now going to raise these pack of motorcycle driving feral children to restart humanity. Well, it sounds like the intention was <laughs> Superman is a martyr to yeah. inspire a new tomorrow, right? Very but it's just done so bad. Superman for so, Quest of Peace, Quest for Peace, kind of. Uh, throwing all the nukes into the sun, throw all those guns into the fire. Um, sounds terrible, though. I feel like, like it did not accomplish what it was I feel like this comic started. It's one of those things where you have the name first, you know, and then you go backwards, right? It's like somebody was like, mm -hmm. I want to see Superman with a huge fucking gun. Yes. Now let's write a story, right? Yeah, that image is the, what they, let's they do first Dark came Knight up with. Returns. Sure. It sounds like Dark Knight Returns, but Superman. Like that's that's yeah, kind like, of and yeah. shittier. Oh, way shittier. Yeah, like, it's so like, bad. But here's my, here's, my, kind of fits with it too. Here, here's my hot take on this, um, which is that, and I, we were talking about this actually. We started recording. This would be an amazing, like Love, Death, and Robots style short animation. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's and you have to take all the like messaging out of it because the messaging is just completely <laughs> incomprehensible. But like the the bat the man bats, the twin Hitlers. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool, like that. if you, the, the the going deep into the caves of Batman, you know Batman's uh, lair. If you if you did the like they they do bring back a clone version of Batman, which which actually looks pretty kind of cool. If you just did it for pure action, 
with the gun and everything, it would be <laughs> so, so awesome as a short film. <laughs> oh yeah. I can absolutely agree with you well, there. But also it's like, this is one thing I was thinking about when you were talking about like any, su any Superman story without Clark Kent sucks. And I was just like, yeah, well, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking like, yeah, there's no Clark Kent in this and it's just weird messaging. And it just, it's just all over the place. It feels like it was written in a day. <laughs> well, I, I have a story that I'd like to talk about that does not have Clark Kent that I think is pretty awesome. But before I get to that, Chad, instead of I'd taking like off glasses, glasses, I should put some on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're damn right. That's all you get real quick, even though they look really cool, because I don't know what's on my screen and I don't want you to be seeing it. All right. It's not something bad. <laughs> Isn't it you from the I saw you. From it's the me, but I have a second show. monitor and there's sometimes there's death battle spoilers on that. So we're not going to do that. Or um, other things, Chad. <laughs> No, this episode is sponsored at, by Shady Chad? Rays. I'm looking at Shady Rays, Liam. Whoa, and you should awesome. be too. You know why? <laughs> because Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. These durable frames are extremely clear. Okay, polarized lenses are perfect for your outdoor adventures. Um, real talk, I'm, I'm just going to pause the, the read that I have here and tell you, like, I love these sunglasses. I have been wearing them everywhere. There is, like... I don't know what sorcery they do to the lenses, but I pull it on and I feel like I'm seeing in like HDR, like I'm seeing clearer, but then also protected. It's amazing. I absolutely love them. Uh, and they look really cool. In fact, my friend tried to steal them from me this weekend. Um, <laughs> but that's not all. Every pair is backed by their lost and broken replacement deal. Basically, if you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your shade arrays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. Maybe I should have let my friends steal them. Uh, and then I could have, no, I don't think it'll work like that. Uh, I'm not going to put that messaging out there. <laughs> also, uh, here's the other really cool thing. They provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. So you can look good in your shades and do some good for others too. Exclusively for you, our viewers and listeners, Shady Rays is giving out uh, their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use code DBC for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by 200,000 people. That's code DBC at shadyrays.com, 50% off. I promise you, these are like, I, I absolutely love these sunglasses. If you guys are looking for new sunglasses, you need to go do that and get 50% off. All right. Thanks for sponsoring us, Shady Rays. Uh, so we have talked about Superman landing in a different place. We have yeah. talked about Superman in the future. But what if Superman landed in a different place in the far distant past? Far distant <laughs> past. Okay. Uh, Brian, can you bring up Ancient One? This what? is Super Wow. <laughs> Of the Jurassic League. <laughs> and I, I have love this story so no much. No words. Uh, we can bring up uh, Ancient 2 just to show the Jurassic League. Uh, basically, the idea, it's exactly what you think it is. The, Jurassic, uh, the Justice League as dinosaurs. Um, Batman yes. is an Allosaurus. Wonder Woman is a Triceratops. And Superman is an Apatosaurus, I believe. Uh, Supersaur. But unlike the others, who are... Just dinosaurs from Earth who have wearing clothes for some reason. Uh, Super Sor <laughs> is still an alien who crashes onto Earth uh, and is raised by cave people, cavemen, um, who exist with dinosaurs in this in this iteration. Um, and that's that's it. Like that, you basically know everything you need to know. <laughs> um, hey, Mimi Q goes. I love that. I already love this. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> you could go ahead and bring up Ancient Three. Um, so he is he he 
there's there's this distinct difference between him and the rest of the the dinosaurs in that he has a relationship with both dinosaurs and humans both of them speak different languages so he acts as a sort of emissary between the two and it becomes a story of like um bettering the world for these soft fleshy people that the other dinosaurs don't really care about like batman's not going to kill humans but he doesn't really give a shit about him um and and superman does because he's basically the first dinosaur to be raised with humans batman eventually gets uh robin who is a cave kid um, of course but uh he can't understand it because he doesn't speak human uh, <laughs> but superstar does so he's able to translate for him it is it is such a joy the art is amazing the, the story is very simple but it it's supposed to be right like it's just dinosaur superheroes punching dinosaur villains um the joker is that what's that dinosaur that spits the acid in jurassic park um oh. joker's that one um spitosaur dilophosaurus dilophosaurus yes because uh, he's got you know he, he's got the the flower that spits acid right so they they, they oh. use that one because it's got sort of the flower sort of like frill right yeah yeah yeah. um there's there's some clever you oh, know sense. name puns and whatnot throughout it and it's it's just the majority of the comics run is just dinosaurs punching dinosaurs like Lily mandragon wants really to know if be, if uh if flash is a velociraptor i believe he is and i believe he's called the slash <laughs> I think that's oh, that's cool. Uh, what it is. Sick. Yeah, I know nice. there's also a, re a reverse slash. Um, <laughs> oh, they brought the they brought the whole crew. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of characters. There's a Green Lantern as well. Like, uh, it, it's pretty good. Um, I mean, there's really nothing much else to say about it other than just just go check it out. It's a fun read. It's really fun. It, it's it looks great. Like the art is really cool. Uh, it's I think it's a six issue run and they're four issues in um so it's not oh, gonna it's, be like it's still going long. it's ongoing yeah i think it's still going um oh. so this is a current thing unless i i i mean as far as i'm aware there are four issues in they might be five or so um but yeah definitely check it out uh it's called jurassic league and it is ridiculous batman looks <laughs> way cooler than everybody else <laughs> like, i want to i mean he's about... like the, the rex right yeah he's like he's an allosaurus yeah yes I, yeah I like wanna... look, look at that like Wonder Woman looks pretty cool. Superman just looks real dumb, and then Batman well, is like gonna weirdly f some weirdly, stuff up. Weirdly, all of them are wearing clothes. But I just realized this today. Super Sora is not naked. Oh, he yeah, sure what is. is totally what naked. is that on his, his skin? Yeah, his S and his boots are just part of his skin. No, he just has really bad circulation. So like, <laughs> 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 it's very clearly sticky. not in his arms. Like you saw the veins. Like. All of that blood's going to the arms, but not so much to the feet. No, the, the, the calves as well. Like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, it is paint on clothes. That's paint on clothes right there. Yeah. But only, oh, only the feet and the chest. That burning sensation means it's working. Uh. I want to talk about, I want to talk about, and this might, this might not seem like it's introducing a Superman, but he, he is indeed a Superman. This is one of the greatest villains in all of DC Comics. Perhaps Ooh. the greatest. One of the foulest, most wretchedly <laughs> evil characters ever created. Brian, can you bring up image one? Silver Age comic book cover, oh, Superman. He's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> Sorry, <Superman> Jimmy. <laughs> without context. This Superman is the biggest piece of shit. And to explain, in the comics, there's always some reason to explain why he's actually being a good guy. Sometimes it's extremely flimsy, but 
there's always some explanation. He's not literally evil in the comics. I'm talking about the comic covers themselves specifically. Can you bring up image two, Brian? He's so... Get fucked, so, Lois. Well, so long. For, for so our long. audio listeners, <laughs> Liam, for our audio listeners, please describe yeah. what we're looking at. Uh, we are looking at uh, Lois Lane being tied to the front of a truck that is going off a cliff and Superman hopping uh, jauntily out of the window. He going, appeared going, to have been driving the truck. You wanted, you wanted to be with me to the end, Lois? This is it. So long. And he pops out <laughs> and her a little wave and she's uh, about to fucking die. Uh, this this one is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, could you bring up image three, Brian? Uh, burning Batman. Uh, I remember this one. I remember this comic. <laughs> you wanted proof Batman is evil? His fellow demons have turned against him. They lit this oh fire God. to execute him. You're lying, Superman. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. This uh, one was all a ploy to then he sneaks Batman out, but he like. Yeah, God, it's been so long since I read that comic. But basically, like, yeah, so, so like people find Batman and then they're like, ah, it's a demon or whatever, right? And they're like, we have to kill him. And Superman's like, yes, we have to kill him. I'll burn him. And then he like sneaks yeah. him out, and they're like, well, thanks, Superman. The, <laughs> the way things worked back then, there was a period of time where they would come up with the comic book covers first. Um, mm -hmm. they would develop the comic book cover and then give it to the writers and be like, come up with something that fits yeah. this. And they'd have to like. <laughs> Just make it work. Sometimes it worked out. Like, you know, okay, I could buy some w weird people out in the middle of nowhere thinking Batman's a demon. Okay. Um, but the uh, the first one you showed, uh, if you bring that one up one more time, image one um, of Jimmy Olsen and Aquaman dying in a desert and <laughs> Superman holding Drink a cup, fuckers, <laughs> withholding <laughs> the water. <laughs> yeah, with holding the water. Stop this crazy test. Let us share that water or we die. Sorry, Jimmy. The ground <laughs> The ground rules allow only one survivor. You or Aquaman. <laughs> I believe the story they came up with was Jimmy Olsen gets superpowers and or gets Aquaman's superpowers. And so uh Superman is trying to teach him like the responsibilities of being king of the sea like why he probably <laughs> doesn't want to be aquaman um but it ends up being this whole like sequence of events where jimmy thinks he kills aquaman and then he's stuck in the desert uh and and, and he, superman gives him the water and he's like well okay jimmy you're now king of the sea because aquaman's dead so go do your job and he's like i don't want to be king of the sea like that's the idea they came up with for that cover which is it is bonkers so even though he's like evil on the cover there's some bizarre shit even in the stories. You know what Dude, I'm realizing that is that this is this is the original clickbait right here. Like this yes. is yeah. pure yeah, clickbait. The worst kind of YouTube clickbait that we all hate. This is that. And it's yeah. not just like well, no, it's not new just fun, like fun challenge for your next book. Design the cover first. And yeah, then yes. <laughs> That's actually really fun because like there is a common sort of like you mean YouTube this strategy. <laughs> yes, yeah, escape oh, that the meeting available now on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> there there is sort of common YouTube strategy that some people will say is is develop the thumbnail first. Um whether or not that works for your content, you know, depends, but that sounds sort of similar to what's going on here. <laughs> I, did you bring any other covers? Liam, I, yes, I did. Ones? Image image five, okay. Brian. This, sometimes he's just petty. He's just rude and mean. <laughs> Jimmy, this gift you got me for Father's Day makes me sorry oh, I ever adopted favorite. you as my son. I'll have to destroy <laughs> it to teach you a lesson. 
Holy shit, What's man. Superman? I mean, Dad, Dad what, what did I do I wrong? <laughs> That's, this is my favorite one out of all of these. This is absolutely my favorite one. It is the cruelest, Dude, heartbreaking Dad. shit. From Jimmy. Can you bring up image four, Brian? This one, this one is specifically, I saw this and I was like, this can be a little history lesson. Please, Superman, my oil well is on fire and you're the only one who could save it. For $5,000 cash in advance. Um, Smart, there get was it up front. Get it up an front. ancient Roman general uh, called uh, Crassus, who, uh, was, uh, who, who headed one of the earliest fire departments in history. Um, but but when, a, when, a, when a building, a home would be on fire, his fire brigade would come but he wouldn't put the fire out until they agreed to sell it to him. So what is that what, way? What are you talking about? <laughs> Genius. I'm, I'm just I'm explaining there is a history. There's a history reference here. You think you to, think uh, this is specifically referencing? No, that. not at all. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's not, an interesting connection. It's classic supply and demand and opportunity exactly. cost. You know, like he's like ah. He I was could one put of the triumvirate <laughs> alongside Julius Caesar and and Pompey, and he died. Uh, he died in uh, in in Parthia. Okay, um, Unlike I do Superman. want to make I do it. I do want to make sure we touch on uh, a couple others uh, before before we get to the end of the show. Uh, yeah. But uh, first one I want to touch on is um, let's move away from the DC universe for just a little bit. I'd like to talk about <laughs> a little known Japanese author that you know, some of you may have heard of. His <laughs> name is Akira Toriyama. Um, he created a character that's largely inspired by Superman, an alien from another world landing on R serves as a protector of earth. Uh, they have incredible powers of super strength and flight, and he does not necessarily go by his uh, original given name, but a name he has chosen for himself on earth. And I am of course talking about sour man. <laughs> <laughs> Supper man. <laughs> Sour man is uh, a Superman uh, from. Uh, he's appeared in a couple of Toriyama's works. Uh, mostly, he's like a recurring character in Doctor Slump. Um, yeah. Who he claims to be a superhero, um, but more often than not, he like betrays everyone and tries to take over it's the a world. Piece of shit. like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, he eats sour plums, hence his name. That's basically it. <laughs> Dude, you know that guy's on so many coffee billboards in uh, in Dragon Balls Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he can fly and he has super strength, but nowhere near the strength of like any of the other characters in any of the even in even even in Doctor Slump. There's Raleigh a scene. Or, or his like only main him. scene in Dragon Ball is when he meets uh, uh, General Blue. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. He shows up and Blue is like part of the Red Ribbon Army going to conquer the world. So he's like, ah, or actually I think the only problem is that Blue's just in his way. He's like on his way to work or whatever. And he's like, hey, you get out of the way. And Blue's like, no, I'm doing things. So Sour Man in his, uh, he's not named Clark Kent. What is his name again? It's, um, Kudaku, it, it's, re it's reversed, I think. I think it's like, Kento, yeah, it's yeah. something else. Kento, Clark Kento something. something. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a there just happens to be a phone booth nearby, so he jumps into the phone booth, jumps out, and he's in his Sour Man outfit, and he's like, "Ha ha, I'm a superhero!" And then there's like a bar, a, a pile of like metal plates, and he punches them, breaks one of them. Uh, I mean, he's like, "Ha, beat that!" And Blue's like, "Okay," and so he just walks over to the phone booth, bear hugs it, and crushes it. <laughs> and Sour Man's like, "Oh, okay, um, my mistake. You can go on." And then we never see him again. <laughs> That's Dude. his story. The next we we need we need the next Dragon Ball movie to just be 
Like, Super Sour Man needs to play a prime part in it. <laughs> but if Sour Man eats sour plums, and that's his thing, there is another Superman that I really wanted to make sure we covered. I don't know anything about this one. Oh, please yeah, Liam, you wanted please to talk God. about oh, this. Yeah. We have to get this one in. Milkman Man. Bring up image six, Brian. Milkman Man. <laughs> this is... What is this? Without exaggeration, the most powerful iteration of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> this is not one of those things where I go, just kidding. This is a Superman created by Retcon, Retcon Corporation, which exists outside of the DC, the DC universe, not just the single universe, like, like all of it, all of creation. It exists like beyond the source wall, literally when it's, when it's shown, it's, it's, it's a white void because it's, it's the white page of the comic book paper. It is outside of everything like beyond it, it is, it is on a higher plane of existence than any fucking character you can imagine. Well, not any character, but, but most, almost all of them, I would say like 99.9999% of them. It is insane. Uh, and they specifically were like, we want to sell retcon corporation is a, is a, is a, is a group that controls the continuity of DC and they wanted to sell DC because I forget why I forget the context exactly, but this is part of like a, 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 this is just uh, above is part of the, everything else. This is the part of the doom patrol. The, one of the more recent <laughs> doom patrol runs and, okay. um, they are, they wanted to sell DC comics. So they needed to create they wanted to create a version of superman that was like they, they oh, let me just explain visually brian can you bring up image seven it's so hard to explain even when you read it's, it look at so, the detail so, on the mustache and the gums like they oh, yes they create they they took the archetype of superman which is like literally like the essence of superman's character mm which is a direct like descendant of the god of superheroes he is like so he's basically the most superheroiest of all superheroes they took his archetype which can't be which can't be um uh 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 changed but it could be copied and they used their continuity like it, like they used their continuity altering milk to create Milkman Man, but specifically Milkman Man. <laughs> Continuity. I'm sorry, what? From existential god of heroes, yeah. creating the ultimate hero from the essence of Superman 2, they use their reality warping milk. This Continuity is, this is called Milk Wars. Continuity altering milk. It's called Milk Wars? Milk Wars, exactly. And, and Superman, this version of Superman was, was born from the kiss of two characters, Casey Brink and Terry Nunn, two characters who don't exist. <laughs> but 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 wait 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 wait! It's so yeah, yeah, yeah. much crazier yeah, yeah, yeah. than yeah, that. Yeah yeah yeah. Because give me, give who the, is give, give the full? Who is Casey Brink? Let, let's just let's 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 dive into that for a second. Yeah yeah yeah. Please. Who was she created by? And I'm, I'm happy trying... to tell. I'm yeah, happy please, to no, tell you. you yeah. I'm happy to tell you that the creator of Casey Brink is a sentient street. Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Danny. Danny the street. Danny the street. Danny the street. You can only Doom Patrol. That's very Doom Patrol. They can only make uh they can only he can only communicate through billboards and things, and on his street there is a comic book store. 
and one of the characters he created who is fictional is Casey Brink. And then That's later right. he finds out he had his ability to bring her to life. <laughs> so Casey Brink. The, lineage, the in... lineage of Milkman Man is truly the craziest <laughs> thing that's ever been written. So why is Milkman Man the most powerful Superman? Uh, he, he exists, and they even say this in the comic, beyond, like, and Retcon Corporation in general exists beyond, like, characters like Darkseid, beyond Barbados. This is literally, he is as meta as you can get. He's literally, yeah. like, you know how Thought Robot Superman is essentially the essence of Superman, the story of Superman that, like, that no matter what, good will always triumph? That's what Milkman Man is, except his continuity has been altered by the infusion of the milk. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's basically the thought robot with milk that can alter continuity. Every, every time you say milk, it's like a, <laughs> the period to that's, a serious point perfect. that I don't see coming. I never with, see it coming. <laughs> this, is my, this is also a the milk having Doom Patrol on Death <laughs> Battle at some point. This is mm -hmm, this yeah. is my Doom Patrol on Death Battle pitch because holy shit would it be fun to talk about? Uh, but yeah, he is he is like as close to fucking unbeatable as possible because he's he's just like the he's the archetype of Superman. He is the story of Superman. He is like incarnate Superman incarnate a concept. He's not even like a he's not like a a lower dimensional like like he's 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 just it's insane. It's it's fucking. But he, but he also I see, I see. he also murder people too. He also, well, he, he image, uh, image eight. He's essentially sent into reality to force people to consume the milk in order Ugh. to change DC comics into something that is more palatable that can be sold to people. Yeah, make sure like we get a couple good mouth panels in there. Yeah. Oh, is oh, he yeah, squeezing her mouth open to force to the, yes, milk the milk? Force oh. the milk. Yes. Yeah. So the and, milk it, and it affects the entire Justice League, and the Doom Patrol has to fight the affected Justice League. They're like the League of Rhode Island, the Community yes. League of Rhode Island, like 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 something something like that. It's is it's, this like some kind of commentary on like producers or something like overhead, yes. like changing yeah. the story to be more marketable or something like that? Community is that the idea League here? of Rhode Island, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's exactly. <laughs> what it is. Oh my the god! Commentary. So the meta commentary of this is so convoluted that yeah. it's a shame because it, it gets too complicated i think like yeah. i i i i i i want to love it so much but it is truly incomprehensible at, at times <laughs> <laughs> truly it's, it's like, like okay we're not gonna have time for it but one of the things i was looking into is a uh, prime one million and we'll like, talk about yes. that in the in the post show chad that and the thought robot i think we can talk about okay of the ones just, that we have talked about God. so far we have five um are we gonna vote well, te technically we have six i'm gonna remove sour man uh, uh <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll have the community vote on which one's just their favorite um so i'm gonna say uh we've got earth earth's and silver age covers red sun milkman man and super sore i'm gonna remove red sun because the others are just ridiculous red yeah, sun, and that one's very good right? and serious red sun yeah. is good yeah. it is it yeah. is above like it is too good for this poll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want people um, to vote against Red Sun Superman. Yeah, yeah. So Red Red Sun <laughs> Superman is a legitimately good story. Like that yeah. is, if you are interested in Superman <laughs> even a little bit, or you are, have doubts about whether or not you like Superman, you should read Red Sun. Um, we're gonna bring up a poll between Earths and the Silver Age covers, the Milkman Man, and Supersore to see which one of those four you guys think is is your favorite, just favorite. Um, in the meantime, I want to talk about 
um, our uh, other sponsor for this week's episode, which is um, our friends. Just just a shout out. Yeah, our friends <laughs> podcast, 30 Morbid Minutes and the Stinky Dragon. So what are those uh, 30 Morbid Minutes? is a podcast by uh, uh, Elise Williams, Willems and uh, Jessica Vasami, and they basically just talk about creepy stuff. <laughs> um, basically, like, uh, uh, the way they kind of put it is, um, if you've uh, ever found yourself awake in the middle of the night reading real-life stories that makes your skin crawl, or you like creepy histories behind, like, Victorian nursery, nursery rhymes, um, you, should, you, you should check this podcast out, because it really dives into uh some of the uh uh darker macabre or morbid or creepy stories sourced straight from history and headlines of today um really uh, really really paranormal stuff right um and, and there's some the really sweetest fun sweetest women in the world they're both yeah. <laughs> so incredibly nice that's what i yeah. love about this show it's like two very very nice people talking about very dark dark things yeah, they, these two, I you would not expect it if you if you just met them for the first time, uh, for <laughs> sure. Um, so uh, thirty more minutes, you can subscribe to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever wherever else you find uh, podcasts. Uh, but you can also find there the Stinky Dragon, uh, which is a a D and D podcast um, starring Rooster Teeth's very own Barbara Dunkelman, Blaine Gibson, John Reisinger, and Gus Sorolo as the Dungeon Master. Uh, also, Chris Damaris is on it. He's the voice of Dummy in Death Battle. Um, and they yeah. get into some crazy shenanigans. <laughs> uh, so you should definitely check that out as well. You can listen to Tales of the Stinky, Stinky Dragon, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. And let's... I'm going to give you just a quick little secret. They've got some cool stuff they're working on for that coming up. I get to hear about it in meetings. <laughs> yeah that's tales from the stinky dragon all right yeah. so we got some supermen to talk about all right so let's go ahead and well, well of those four what do you guys think what would you vote for as your favorite of these four i mean milk in milk. what in <laughs> one, one word way. in in one word <laughs> milk, milk. <laughs> drink the milk <laughs> got milk you do now my I, I have to know does he say got milk at any point like it, uh, he says, I don't think he can. No, his catchphrase is, is, it's my pleasure, as he forces the milk down your throat. Oh, that's even creepier, <laughs> dude. I don't it know. is worse. Uh, it's a lot worse. I mean, isn't yeah. that the point? That's the point, it right? It is the point. Oh, so and, is, and is he, he like people the into villain? These horrible, like, yeah, he's kind, of, he's kind of a villain, but then he realizes, when he realizes that he's been retconned, uh, he, like, goes, like, crazy and, like, freaks out and has, like, an existential crisis. And then we, he disappears, and we're not sure what happens exactly to him. Because, oh, okay. Because uh, Retcon decides to, like, do the nuclear option and destroy all of reality. Wait, he, he adjusts then, his own retcon? I mean, if he's as powerful as the thought robot, he could totally do that. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and Retcon Corporation retcons all of reality, deletes all of it, and then Flex Mentalo uses inflation intensity to uh, then, like, reboot all of continuity and reset everything back to normal. And then Elasta Woman essentially grows out of reality in order to escape the retcon and re-enters reality through the comic. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Of course. This Wonderful. is getting really yeah, out go. there. I have no idea milk. what's going on. So let's milk. go ahead and wrap up milk. this poll. Milk, milk. Let's just chant milk. <laughs> Quick shout out to Silver Age covers, though. That's like, that's my choice. Funniest. That's those my choice because the they're just going, so you're cool. Going douchebag. Um, so let's Earth go ahead and wrap up the weirdest one in my opinion. Which one you guys said is the best? And 
Milk yeah. Man works. Freddie Hancock. Milk. 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 All right. Milk. I'd say like it's like like uh so milkman man is just the the weirdest right all uh, the alt cover super or the, the cover superman just the just the, the meanest i'd say earth's end is definitely the furthest departure of what superman should ever be <laughs> weirdly the most superman one of all four of these is the dinosaur is the dinosaur <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for today's show uh evan thank you so much for joining us this has been a blast again where yeah, can everybody oh, yeah. find your book uh, you can find it wherever good books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookseller, Escape Into Meaning, available now. As you guys can tell from his meaning. participation in this podcast, this dude knows his stuff. Go support yeah. this man. <laughs> Subscribe to the channel. I'm surprised uh, you pick up the book. Man. Dude, I'm, I'm real talk. I'm like, so like, this is like the nerdiest <laughs> stuff in the world. And like sometimes when we have guests on, we're like, oh, do they really know what they're getting into? Dude, yeah. you can hang, man. You've been an amazing guest. So. I was like, it's he at least knows what pre-crisis is, right? Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there in the title. Um, dude, it was. A, it was. We'd love to have you on again, man. This is great. Yeah, thanks. A total blast um, talking to you guys. <laughs> well, I appreciate that because uh, we are some of the nerdiest and most ridiculous people. <laughs> let's get, ever, let's get a milk chant going in the chat. No, no, no. We're gonna wrap milk, up milk, the show milk, here. Milk, uh, milk, milk. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Be awesome. We'll see you next week. Go check out that book. Oh my Bye. god. <laughs>